This CityWire podcast is sponsored by Scottish Mortgage Investment Trust. Scottish Mortgage invests in some of the world's most promising and exceptional companies. From healthcare breakthroughs to electric vehicles to a green energy revolution, Scottish Mortgage takes stakes in businesses shaping our future economy and society. Scottish Mortgage is considered the flagship trust of Edinburgh-based investment managers Bailey Gifford. As with any investment, please note, capital is at risk. To find out how to invest in progress, please visit scottishmortgageit.com. Hello, my name is Christopher Johnson, reporter for CityWire Wealth Manager. This is an extract from my interview with Peter Townshend, Portfolio Manager at Sam Lam Investments, managing the firm's £59 million Africa Equity Fund. In this interview, we discussed whether the time is now for investors to set their sights on Africa. 30.8% of your fund is invested in Egypt. So why the North African country? Yeah, it's an unusually large single country position for us, larger than we've ever had in the seven years of the fund's existence. And really a result of the opportunities that we've seen there. The Egyptian market is at multi-decade lows in US dollars, when priced in US dollars, and also in Egyptian pounds. They have they had a large currency devaluation not too long ago, and there's an expectation that there's more to come. And as a result of that, we've seen very little interest in the market, and shares have just drifted lower for months and months. So. There are many businesses that we think are very high-quality models. Um, we like the sectors there, and we think management are do a pretty decent job. So we're finding plenty of opportunities, and as the market has just kept drifting lower, we've added to our positions, and now it's by far the single largest exposure we have. I was reading an article yesterday, actually, um, about an agreement that was made between the EU, Israel, and Egypt. So um, basically... Um, Israel is what well, Israeli gas is going to be liquefied in plants within Egypt, and then it's going to be transported from Egypt to the EU. Um, and so I wanted to ask you, you know, do you think that the energy crisis that um, has been sparked by Russia's invasion of Ukraine will have a lasting positive impact on the Egyptian economy? It's multifaceted. So Egypt has typically been a, an important tourist destination for Russian visitors. Russian visitors play, have historically played a very big part in Egypt's tourism industry, and those foreign earnings that they spend in Egypt are critical in the balance of payments in the country. So given what's going on between Russia and Ukraine, that has been an issue and has taken a knock. Um, you may remember a couple of years ago, a Russian a plane taking Russian tourists to Egypt went down as well. So that also impacted um, Russian tourism to Egypt. So that that is a negative and that continues as, and likely continues as long as the war in Ukraine lasts. But in terms of the gas prices and the effect Ukraine has had there, Egypt is a beneficiary. They also produce gas. And as you pointed out, working with Israel as a means of getting Israel's gas out. So high gas prices do benefit Egypt as a producer. Um, the lack of Russian tourists into the Red Sea resorts is problematic. So net-net, I don't know that it would have had a meaningful impact either way with one offsetting the other. And I wanted to kind of revert, revert back to Nigeria. So it is the second largest region in the fund at 12.3%. Um, can you talk to me about um, it 
as a country and the potential that it has. Go back a little bit when I started investing in Africa, outside of South Africa, Nigeria was probably the largest investment destination for most Africa funds. So having a 20 or 30% weighting there would probably have been typical for most managers. Um, a lot of water has passed under the bridge then, and the Nigerian market now is at multi-decade lows. Liquidity is very low and very little interest from foreign investors. So the weighting that you're seeing at the moment is actually at the low end of what we've had historically. And that really arises through the FX situation in the country. So in the time I've been doing this, 15 years investing in Africa, they've had a number of these FX crises. And they're currently in one, and it's been an extended one for coming up two years now, where you are virtually unable to get dollars to exit the country. So if we have holdings in Nigeria and we sell them, we get Nigerian Naira, it's just about impossible for us to convert that to dollars and repatriate out the, out the country. This CityWire podcast is sponsored by Scottish Mortgage Investment Trust. Scottish Mortgage invests in some of the world's most promising and exceptional companies. From healthcare breakthroughs to electric vehicles to a green energy revolution, Scottish Mortgage takes stakes in businesses shaping our future economy and society. As with any investment, capital is at risk. So at the moment, given that you know our investors in our fund can ask for their money back in 30 days, if I have 20 or 30% of my fund invested in Nigeria, I'm trapped there and I can't get that money out to give to an investor who's redeeming. That's a very uncomfortable position to be in. We run a liquidity mismatch between our underlying investments and what our investors can demand of us. So Nigeria, sadly, has drifted off the radar for most African investors, um, ourselves included. We've allowed that position to shrink down to about the lowest it's ever been. And it's really because we are unable to trade freely into and out of that market. So despite it being a giant on the African stage, both in terms of population, GDP, and having a reasonably well-developed stock exchange that we're all familiar with and comfortable with, the fact that we can't go in and out of the country is really a killer blow for that stock exchange. I wanted to move on to ask you about Zimplat. So according to Morningstar, Zimplat is a the Zimbabwean platinum mining company. Um, is your top holding at 8.1%. So I wanted to find out, you know, why is it the largest holding within your fund? You know, what what makes you so excited about it? Yeah, it's, it's so big because it's grown so much on us. Um, I, I think we're up a little bit over 350% on this, that position. So it didn't start out as an 8% position. Um, is a country that most investors fear and with good reason, because given its history since 2009, in fact, even before that, but from 2009, hyperinflation, an increasingly erratic um, government led by Mugabe, and then the overthrow of Mugabe, and things haven't improved a heck of a lot since then. Through it all, Zimplatz has continued to invest in the country and mine profitably, and the, the very few countries in the world that produce platinum and platinum group metals. It's really South Africa, Zimbabwe, and Russia. And the mines in Zimbabwe are terrific operations, very safe, very shallow, mechanized underground mines. And they're able to mine very cheaply, so typically pretty good margin businesses. So if you were comfortable with the Zimbabwean risk, which we were, and you understood mining, which we did, 
then this was a unique opportunity that was almost completely shunned by investors more broadly because the company is listed in Australia, actually. Um, the other issue is that it's, I think, 97% owned by the parent company, Impala Platinum, which is a South African-listed business. So there's a very limited free float. So for large institutional investors, there just isn't enough liquidity in Zimplatz for them to build big positions. Because we're a smaller fund, we could. We did take um, take the opportunity presented to us, and it's done very well for us. So they're very high-margin mines, um, PGMs, platinum group metals at the moment. Um, prices are very high. Obviously, what's happening in Russia and Ukraine impacts that because Norilsk Nickel, which is a very large PGM producer, um, they're limited and, uh, and sanctioned. So it's good times in the metals and Zimplatz is a beneficiary of that and we're comfortable with the country risk and the liquidity risk in the in the share. This CityWire podcast is sponsored by Scottish Mortgage Investment Trust. Scottish Mortgage invests in some of the world's most promising and exceptional companies. From healthcare breakthroughs to electric vehicles to a green energy revolution, Scottish Mortgage takes stakes in businesses shaping our future economy and society. Scottish Mortgage is considered the flagship trust of Edinburgh-based investment managers Bailey Gifford. As with any investment, please note, capital is at risk. To find out how to invest in progress, please visit scottishmortgageit.com.